Hi, I'm Laura Palatin. Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Show, where we break with religious and cultural indoctrination and we create our own personal spiritual path. In this episode of the podcast, we're going to dive into what happens when we die. I know that's a, a topic that can be scary and difficult, but I think that our expectation of death can very much influence how we live. And I believe that my journey through my expectation of death could be very helpful to other people because I see a lot of people who have a lot of fear around this. It's just not necessary. So let's listen to the theme song together, and then we'll get right into it. Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Show. Together we will learn, laugh, and grow. Break indoctrination, rise above our nation, and so Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Show. We're here, at least in part, to experience through bodies. You know this. You've laid down on a warm day and felt a cool breeze and noticed how delicious it felt. You've melted into a loving embrace. You've savored wonderful foods. You've gazed at unimaginable beauty. You're doing the thing you came here to do, to enjoy life. Because let's face it, they're fleeting, right? There is no moment that we live here in this body with these people that's duplicated. Even if you believe that you're going to be reincarnated and you'll have a whole nother experience, you're never going to have this moment with these people in this way to live again. We're all floating around in our own experience machines. And these machines we get issued when we are born and we have to use the same darn one all the way through life, right? It gives us a chance to interact with the world, which is awesome. When I was growing up, I was a Catholic <laughs> and I went to church and I listened to those folks and I knew that uh, I was never going to live up to in our thoughts and in our words and what we've done and what we failed to do. Oh, my gosh. That is terrifying. That is not reasonable, especially for a child, right? And they trot you off to uh, confess your sins. And even if you couldn't think of anything, like you don't want to disappoint the priest, right? Many different cultures have different views on death. And some are lovely and some are absolutely terrifying. Unfortunately, I started my life in one of the uh, the scarier cultures around death. But my expectation of death has greatly evolved through my life, and I'm very much at peace with it now. And I hope that what I have experienced and what I believe to be absolutely true can be helpful for you too if you're having some of the fears like what I grew up with. So I do remember being in a body before. I remember being a very old woman waiting for a train to come. I, I couldn't remember where I was going. I had this very odd sensation of sitting there with my suitcase and I had a ticket in my hand and I knew that as soon as I handed that ticket to the person that took it when I got on the train, I would get to the right place. And I had this very 
confident belief that someone would be waiting for me there. I believed it to be a son, but I also realized even in that moment that I wasn't sure, and that didn't matter. I felt safe, I felt comfortable, and I thought it was very interesting in this vision that I could remember my whole life up to the last few years, right? So I could remember being young, I could remember getting married, I went through this whole past life, this whole experience of somebody else. And I was only about seven years old when I had this vision. So it really impacted my life. I already knew what to expect in a weird way, right? Like, I had this idea that when I was an old woman, I would feel differently about things, that my life would be different. And, and I think that influenced me all the way through life. There's an expression where we say, what would you do differently if you knew what you know as an older person when you were young? And I just had this kind of bizarre experience, right, of knowing what an older person would know and carrying that all the way through life. So while I did find the, the religion terrifying and terrorizing, I also had this idea that I had been here before and uh, and I started over in a new life with a new experience and a new body. So I guess I had that idea in my head that that was definitely something that could happen again. When I was in my 30s, I had my third child. And from a very young age, basically as soon as he could start talking to me, he told me about his old family and his past life. It was very interesting uh, because he just spoke about it like it was the most natural thing in the world, right? He pointed west and said, that's where my family came when we moved from Alaska to California. Another time we were at a store and he picked up a pinwheel and he told me, this is the kind of tool my old dad used to measure California. Remembering that his mom, this woman that he loved, had blonde hair, he used to kind of attach himself to blonde haired women. And I just, I thought it was really sweet that he could soothe that part of his heart that was just so sad and heartbroken that he could no longer be with somebody that he loved. It was very interesting. And some of the details were chilling. He told my mom about his old grandma living in Alaska and describing a home that they that they could physically move when the tide changed. And my mom thought that was really interesting, but kind of proof that it was just something he was imagining until they went to Alaska. And um, my mom saw those buildings, those little huts that they actually move around when the tide changes. Between my experience of remembering what it was like to be an old woman and my son's experience of remembering so vividly his most recent past life, I don't feel like this is a one and done. But I do feel that it's extraordinarily precious that any one of us could be leaving at any time, treasuring the time that we have together, seizing on opportunities that we may have to help one another. For instance, me doing this podcast because I feel that it's my opportunity to help you. And that's why I, I keep doing it. It's something I feel called to do, something I'm able to do. I have the tools and I can do it, right? And if I can make anybody's life 
easier if I can help somebody feel seen than to to not do that to me is just a missed opportunity and incredibly sad valuing who we get to spend time with every moment just all the little opportunities that present themselves they're all precious because we're all here for just a little while in a lot of ways being a spiritual being having a human experience is kind of like being at a party because all parties have different vibes right At first, we're kind of stuck into the party that we're born into. We come into a household, a family, and things are the way they are. And we grow up thinking, that's normal. That's the way it is. And then you start to look around yourself and you think, oh, wait, different people live different ways. That's what we call individuation. That's when you begin to move away from seeing your parents and your household as the center of the universe, right? And for many of us, that's when we start pushing against our parents. That's when we start saying, uh, this is how I'm different from you. And it's and it's difficult for parents, especially for those kids that are really rebellious. My mom <laughs> was very supportive of me becoming my own person. So my rebellion looked more like becoming a conservative for a little while. (laughs) That only lasted for a few months, thank heavens. But uh, that's what you have to do when you have a hippie for a mom. Um, Back to the analogy of life being like a party. I, I really like this analogy. So if you think about your life like it's a party, like a house party, right? There's all these different experiences going on in different rooms, even though we're all at the same party. So you've got uh, someone in the kitchen just working their butt off, right? You've got people dancing and laughing in the living room. You've got people isolating um, and and hiding in, in some rooms of the house. Some people are imbibing in different chemicals to just not feel the interaction so much. You got probably somebody throwing up in the bathroom, right? Um, someone else maybe hiding with a friend in a back bedroom. Uh, maybe somebody they came with. Maybe somebody they didn't. <laughs> and then you've got the guy that's hanging out barbecuing in the back. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing, even though we're all together at this party at the same time. And everyone has an opportunity to make a difference at the party you've arrived into. Sometimes we choose the situations that we're in. Sometimes they are chosen for us. It's really challenging to see the logic and the benefit of those situations that we perceive as being chosen for us. However, I honestly believe we all have an opportunity to make a difference. We can make a friend. We can say a kind word. Maybe you get a chance to play an uplifting song. There are just so many ways to make a difference and make your life better and in that action. Because every time we step out of our comfort zone and do something that's hard, that's difficult, (laughs) that has a learning curve, somebody is watching. Somebody sees you learn a new skill, step out of what's easy for you take a risk. And so not only do you have the benefit of whatever you learn, but you also get to know 
that what you are doing is teaching somebody else, right? So back to death. We all know that at some point, we're leaving the party. And whether we get a tap on the shoulder and we find out that we've got more time at the party to go say goodbye to people and wrap things up, or we suddenly find ourselves not there anymore, we go on. There will be other parties. There will be other opportunities. Our spirit existed before we came here. It's taking in all this wonderful and difficult (laughs) experiences that we have while we're in our bodies, and it will persist and exist when we are no longer in them. My experience tells me that. My son's experience that he shared with me tells me that. And I think if you look in yourself, you'll know that this resonates with you as well. Whether you feel like a brand new soul that's never been here before, a soul that's been here many times and learned many lessons, or anything in between. Somewhere it resonates, right? You were here before, and you will continue to exist when you're not in the body that you're in. So here's my takeaway. I do a lot of stuff. I make art. I write books. I make this podcast so that I can spend time with you. I have songs that I've written for the exact same reason that I make the podcast, to uplift, to inspire, to make life just a little bit better for everyone I have an opportunity to interact with. And that's how I'm using my life. It is incredibly important to me to make a difference. For whatever reason, I was given this body and this voice and these opportunities to do with what I think is best. And I hope that I have risen to the occasion. And I hope that as new ideas come to me, I continue to do that because it's difficult. Because it's weird, right? I mean, who starts a podcast just because they want to reach other people and help them feel less alone about being intuitive empaths and breaking indoctrination and and finding our own spiritual path? That is not something I grew up hearing about, but it's central to, to, to who I am. And it's so important to me to help other people see that it's good and it's the way forward for humanity to become spiritually evolved, to become truly enlightened. We cannot continue to rehash what has been done for generations. In order to become enlightened, we must break with what is old and find our own individual way forward so that each and every person listening to me each and every person that is spiritual and feels this this call starts out on their own path. And that's why I'm here, to support you in finding your own path. And that's what living a life is. It's being given a box of tools, <laughs> a body, and loving people to fill your life, and challenging people to help you learn lessons, and so much more. So yes this life will end. And I do believe there will be another, but whether there is or isn't, you and I, we're here together right now, right? And as you look around you, you'll see all the other people that you get to be with and interact with. So here's your choice. How are you going to use your life? 
Are you going to make things better at the party that you happen to be attending? Are you going to offer to help and uplift? Yeah, we can't always do that, right? And even when we are struggling and we are we're fighting hard through some difficult emotions, we're still role modeling all the time, right? I've gone through some incredibly difficult times. And sometimes all you can do is put one foot in front of the other. But you know, I remembered seeing other people who went through difficult times. I remember seeing them put one foot in front of the other. I know what that looks like because someone did it first. And that's what we're all doing for each other. We're just putting one foot in front of the other and loving one another. I don't think there's anything better. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Practically Spiritual Show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found something of value. If you know someone who you think would like my show, I would be incredibly honored if you'd tell them about it. I try to make it really easy to reach out to me. I have a website for this show called thepracticallyspiritualshow.com. So that's all run together. <laughs> and I have a website just for me and my artsy stuff, uh, laurapalatin.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Threads. I'd love to hear from you if you have an idea for the show. I so far have come up with ideas on my own, which has been really fun. But once I start hearing from you guys, that'll be really rewarding. I'm also working on a newsletter, and it's my hope that we can create a community of people who are building their own spiritual practice, their own lives, so we can all share information. I think that would be really neat. So reach out to me on any of the platforms that I've mentioned already, and I'd love to hear from you. Remember, dear ones. Until next time, take care of yourselves. And there is no them. There really is only us. Thanks for listening to the Practically Spiritual Show. I mean it. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. It means so much to me. I love you. See you next time. Bye-bye.